Hey to all the comic book fans out there. Andrew Young of Back Your Bloodbath here. It's odd that we're starting the show this way, isn't it? Usually it's the music, and then we go into the cold open. But uh, this week, things are a little bit different, because just want to say a thing or two about this episode before it airs, and uh, about some upcoming events happening in the Back Issue Bloodbath and Geek Hard world. First off, uh, this week's episode is a Christmas episode. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to everyone out there. This is a uh, time, once again, of the year where I look at Christmas comics with Petula. And uh, we're looking at Incredible Hulk 378 from 1990, written by Peter David. Now, we poke a few jabs and have a little bit of fun with the comic and the way it's written uh, during the episode. But that in no way means that we have any problems with Mr. Peter David. In fact, we're big fans of a lot of the work he did on The Incredible Hulk. And I specifically want to mention that because right now Peter David's going through some tough times. Multiple medical bills have piled up and... He and the family are getting through that. And there's a way that you can help by going to GoFundMe.com and looking up the Peter David Fund. And you can donate to that to help out Peter David and his family during this time. Uh, especially, you know, we got to take care of our older creators because uh, it's comics. People don't become millionaires in this stuff and they got bills to pay. So uh, any help you can give would be great. So go to GoFundMe.com, check out the Peter David Fund, donate if you can, or at least spread the word. Fans of Peter David, we just have, we poke a few jabs at this particular issue in this episode. All in all, it's good fun. I just want to also say that uh, we got some big things coming up on Back Issue Bloodbath in just one week. We're going to be doing our year in review. That's when myself and Petula go down and name the best of the best in each of the comics. But we don't say what's the best comic of the year. You're like, hmm, that's odd. You're talking about the best comics and stories of the year, but you don't say which one is the best comic or the best artist or the best writer. What's up with that? Well, while you can check out this year in review episode next week, Back Issue Bloodbath on the 28th, shortly after that, on January 6th, on realityradio101.com at 7 p.m. Eastern, Geekard will be airing their best of the best episode. That's where we're live. We have a panel of judges. Myself and Patu will be there along with my co-host, Mr. Green, and Mr. Chris Johnson of New Comics at geekardshow.com. The four of us give our picks for the best TV shows, comics, and movies of the year, including the best comic, the best writer, and the best artist. So here we go. We got some great content coming your way. We got a Christmas episode right now. Next week, it is our year in review of comics. And then just a few more days later into the new year on January 6th on Geek Card, we'll be telling you the best comic writer and artist of the year. So that's tons of fun you can have with us. Hope you really enjoy the episode. Again, please support Peter David at the Peter David Fund on GoFundMe.com to help him and his family out. And uh, just uh, keep at it. Keep enjoying comics. Have yourself a good. Geekard presents Back Issue Bloodbath with your hosts, Andrew Young and Petula Neal. Ho, ho, ho from the Rhino. This is Back Issue Bloodbath. I'm your host, Andrew Young. I'm Petula Neal. And this week, Christmas is coming, friends. And as you know, there's one thing I love about Christmas. It's Christmas comics. It gives me an excuse 
to go back and look at maybe some of the Christmas comics I've never read before, give them a first-time read on this very show, and give my thoughts on it. And uh, I subject that holiday cheer to my co-host, Petula Neal. And uh, we, uh, we deep dive, dissect, and see if this is a true Christmas treasure or if it's one that's more of a lump of coal right here. So, uh, Petula, this time I picked Incredible Hulk number 378 from 1990, written by Peter David, with art by Bill Jaska. And in it, it's a meeting of the Rhino and the Grey Hulk, which apparently when Peter David was doing his run where the Grey Hulk was happening. Now, for those who don't know, there was a period in the late 80s where things kind of changed for Bruce Banner. Whereas before, Bruce Banner was like, don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me if I'm angry. And then he gets angry, turns to the big green Hulk, wackiness ensues. But during the late 80s, Peter David took a different route and made it so that during the day, he is... um, Banner? Bruce Banner. There we go. He is Bruce Banner. But as soon as it gets to the evening... He turns into the Grey Hulk, which also has the alter ego, Joe Fixit, a Vegas crime lord who has a completely different personality from Bruce Banner. And during part of the story of that time, uh, Clay Quartermain, a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent, and Rick Jones kind of took Bruce Banner on a road trip across America they were trying to figure things out. During the entire run of that Grey Hulk era, fans would write in and say, when are you going to have the Grey Hulk fight the Rhino? When are you have the Grey Hulk fight the Rhino? Just on the basis of big gray guy versus big gray guy, which I think is hilarious. Peter David never did, but he decided once the story was all done and he had moved on to other things, as a special Christmas treat, he would have Rick Jones tell a story to a group of kids about the one time the Grey Hulk met the Rhino. And it's very short. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely feels tossed off. Like, okay, you want this? Here you go. Yeah, very much. And again, Peter David is one, he doesn't like people telling him what to do. And so when you read this story, although it's considered one of the funniest comics of the past 30 years involving Christmas, it's a very cynical story because Peter David didn't want to write it. <laughs> yeah. So basically what it is, is that the Hulk, uh, the Hulk is on the, 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 you know, is traveling across the country. Rhino, he's going through a lot of depression because Peter David decided to be like, well, he's manic depressive. That's his problem. So he's depressed. It's the holidays. He doesn't have any money. He doesn't have any friends and he gets upset. And he ends up finding some solace in taking, well, because he notices, like, I need money, I need something. He notices that everybody's giving to charity. So he takes out a Salvation Army Santa and puts on his Santa outfit because it covers the horn and covers his entire outfit because the beard and the suit covers his entire outfit. And he's feeling accepted. And they ask him to fill in for a mall Santa. But... As he's up there, it's kind of like a be careful what you wish for thing because, of course, if anybody who's worked as a mall Santa, you know that for every sweet kid you get, there's going to be just as many rambunctious, hyper, overacted, 
really want to yell at you and tell you everything they want, kick you in the knee type kid. That's just it's the way it is. It's kids. It's kind of like for every one that's like you can handle, there's one you can't. And this is a very capitalist Santa interaction. This isn't like a Santa visiting a hospital ward. This is in a mall. A yeah, mall right. Santa is there to help the guardians, caregivers, breeder parents, whatever, figure out what to buy the offspring for the holidays. Exactly. So this whole exchange is just predicated upon a very sort of consumer-based, you know, avarice focused interaction so you're already a criminal who's stolen a donation bucket in order to generate revenue for yourself yeah but then having child after child come to you demanding a laundry list of things i'm sure halfway through the day you'd be like well i'm not doing anything that that that's that bad either so there's that sidebar can we, under things that we've reconsidered over the past few years, including my favorite example of birthday cake, why would you invite people over, spit on dessert, and then cut it up and share it with everyone? Mm. Um, bringing your child to a mall to sit on a strange man's lap, just, hmm, I don't know. I mean, this in this instance, definitely a bad idea because actual rhino underneath the suit. Yeah. But just in general, the whole Santa thing. It's- well, did you ever see the old SNL sketch from the 70s, Santy Rap? Where you bring a sanitized sheet to put on Santa before you put the kid on the lap? I mean, that sounds good. Even better would be some sort of like actual sort of harder physical. In general, just, Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just this whole putting Rhino in a Santa suit really brought to mind why maybe just bringing your child to the a place of commerce, but then also lining up to have them sit on a string. It sends a weird message to children. I don't know. Some people are worried about drag queens. I'd be more worried about Santa. Anyway, there you go. There you <laughs> go. And so also because, you know, day moves to night. Quartermain and Rick Jones and Bruce Banner happen to be near this mall. Banner turns into Joe Fixit. And, you know, of course, one's going to bump into the other, and Rhino and Joe Fixit start fighting. And they fight through the mall. And they just, it's a big slugfest. And then they stop for a second because the, uh, the cookie the one, seller. Yeah. The one good kid. Well, no, not before the kid. There's the woman who's the cookie seller. Yes. And she stops him. She's like, well, you guys shouldn't fight. You should have a cookie. And it almost knocks Rhino out of his anger, rage kind of thing because he likes cookies. When he finds out there's nuts in it, he goes back into the anger. But then again, there is one good kid who just wants to see Santa. And that's what finally brings this story to an end is that Santa is like, Rhino starts to feel bad because Santa's beating the crap out of somebody. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what are you doing? It's like, well, he's naughty. He's like, yeah, but you're Santa. You shouldn't do that. And then they agree to be good. And the Gray Hulk, Joe Fixit, ends up finding a little, you know, nicety in his heart and ends up being his elf for the rest of the, uh, the time that the Rhino's Santa for that day. Yeah. And it's and, kind of- and- the best chuckle joke is in the name of this child. So let's not spoil that for a listener. Right. Cause I didn't, when they had the short form of the child's name, 
I didn't see that little joke coming at the end. I was like, yeah. ah, <laughs> yeah, okay, that's cute. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And of course, Rick Jones gets to be the one to say the joke. And in present day, where Rick Jones is telling these kids in a hospital all about it because he was trying to get them to stop fighting. Again, very, the comedic thing is that it's like at the end, the kids end up fighting again and kick Rick Jones in the leg, thus giving him a limp for the next number of issues. So I wouldn't say it's the best story. I'd say it is pretty cynical. It was very much Peter David commenting (laughs) how he hates consumerism and C just kind of being like, fine, you want the fucking story? I'll give you the fucking story. Yeah. But there are parts of it that are fun. I will say, though, as you know, I'm a Rhino fan. The last time we talked about Rhino was that amazing story that's uh, from uh, Tangled Web, where Rhino becomes the great criminal mastermind and realizes it wasn't what he wanted. To do the, to read that and then read this type of story, it's kind of like Peter David never saw the potential in the Rhino. Because you can tell a truly endearing story with the Rhino. Yeah, you don't need, even need a, a Peter Parker level smarts to discover that this guy's Rhino. You just need a kid in a Spider-Man t-shirt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which, so, insult to injury for Rhino. One of the yeah. first kids to clock that something's not right is a kid literally wearing Spider-Man on his shirt. Of course, it, of course. It's it's a tough one for Rhino. He's real bummed out, but the holidays are tough for a lot of people. So. Yeah. You know, if you're a, a low level villain that doesn't have, you know, a cool lair and a lot of minions and, you know, you don't have a lot of disposable cash or a significant other to share that time with. Yeah. And your whole outfit. I still wonder about the logistics of any kind of pleasure for others or for self um, with the whole rhino situation like yeah the whole suit, it's, is no, it like, it's stuck it's, on it's his body on. it's grafted yeah. to his body it's yeah. grafted to his body and it doesn't look listen I'm, I'm sure there's some very unsettling fan fiction out there Please there's actually even there way. is a line in it that is yeah. kind of like oh this is kind of weird in a comic joe fix it says to him is that grafted to your body he goes yeah i guess does that mean you can never be with a woman and that of course sets rhino off and it's like Wow, so like, yeah, Hulk just, Joe Fixit just kind of puts it out there. It's like, yeah. yeah, you're fucked, buddy. You can't have sex with anybody. Yeah, it's, it's, it's gotta be a tough time of year for Rhino, especially of, well, I, you know, anybody in the Sinister Sticks, I imagine they were, you know, eh. yeah, no, probably not great holidays for any of them, really. I don't know. I think Mysterio could create a pretty cool holiday for himself. Yeah, it'd be a little hollow though, because it's not real. Well, yeah, because it's all smoke and mirrors. Yeah, but yeah. still. Yeah, but yeah, this is—it's more of a commentary on consumerism and capitalism than anything else. And Rhino just comes out relatively unchanged. Yeah, There's he doesn't like, learn anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And neither really does Joe fix it either. Yeah. Not a lot of consequences, not no stakes next to no stakes at all. Mm. Uh, but and more importantly, those kids that Rick Jones is trying to tell a sweet Christmas story to, they don't learn anything either. Yeah. It's a weird little holiday story. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, but you know, hey, well, that's what our continued search for great holiday stories. They can't all be winners. Mm-mm. You know, we've had some winners on the show before. This one ain't that. But at the same time, you know, if you got a chance to check it out on, uh, you know, a digital comic or something like that, or somebody actually has a copy of it and, you know, gives it to you to read, it's an all right little read. It's not like I wasn't annoyed for having read it at the end of it. You know what I mean? Just didn't hit the Christmas feels like I wanted. Yeah, if I was going on a speed run through a bunch of the different Christmas special stories uh, sometime between the 24th and 27th while I'm day drinking rum, I probably, I wouldn't be mad at it. There we go. That is probably, that's a pull quote right there. <laughs> if you guys want to reprint Incredible Hulk 378, use Petula's pull quote right there. Yeah. Because it actually does kind of fit. It kind of fits with how the actual issue goes. Yeah. It, it really, it, it, I would say the, the art is probably one of the better things about it. When we get into the slugfest mode between uh, Grey Hulk, Joe Fixit, and Rhino, that's where it really pops. There's like also a- the facial expressions. Bill Jaska does a great job of giving Rhino these really different facial expressions throughout. Like yeah. it's almost to the point where you don't even need to read what he's saying to get how he's feeling. Yeah, especially to your point, the the bit with the nuts. That's where his face goes. All the way. He basically that whole page, the yeah. full panel of like emotions as he goes through, like confused, stopping the fight, happy. Is this, am I going to feel pleasure, enjoy around the holiday season? Then the immediate come down and then right back into violence. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of has, it's it like, it kind of has a Looney Tunes type feel to it. This issue, like, has the same kind of like hard edge as the Looney Tunes cartoon. Yeah. Yeah, it really does. And Great Hulk, I like the consternation. It's not a super smart Hulk. It's not, uh, there is some thinking around the punching. Yeah, he's more of a, yeah, yeah he, he has more of the mind of somebody who just wants to make money and have power. Yeah. Yeah. And it shows there. We'll say, though, because like in the last episode, we talked about Guy Gardner's haircut. Greyhawk's kind of sporting the exact same haircut. <laughs> oh, it's a terrible, terrible lid. It is. Of all the things about Greyhawk that are a little bit off, the hair is so bad. I can't even like think in the name of the rose, but less sexy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, yeah, like overall, you know, for a 1990 comic, I think it passes the test. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. All right, so we hope that you have some great holiday cheer, whatever you celebrate, or if you're just, you know, chilling and having a fun time or, you know, renting a hotel room with your significant other and just hiding from the holidays like someone I know. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Uh, We hope you have a great time. And enjoy, uh, enjoy what you can. Like enjoy just whatever you can from this time. As you know, I'm a big festive guy, so I try to get as much as I can during this season. I hope you do too. This has been back issue bloodbath. I've been Andrew Young. I'm in Petunia. Have yourself a good. <laughs>